Welcome to Two Giant Goofballs, a New York Giants podcast. Are you a goofball that loves Giants football? If so, sit back and relax. Except you, that person driving. Sit up and keep your eyes on the road. Your ears, though, can still listen as we talk about the team that both excites and frustrates us so much. And now, now, here are your goofball hosts, Drew and Rob. Welcome, fellow goofballs, to Two Giant Goofballs, a New York Giants podcast. I am Drew, joined as always by Rob, and we appreciate you taking the time out of your day for us. Before we begin, if you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. Also, be sure to leave us a review and or comment on the platform you're using. Before we get started, how are you doing today, Rob? Doing great. Drew, how are you doing? Good. Can't complain. So today we want to kind of give you guys all kind of introduction about ourselves, because I know you're probably all thinking, who are these goofballs exactly? So we want to kind of get you guys introduced to us, give you a little bit of heads up on our background as far as being Giant fans, and talk a little bit about our thoughts of the team overall. Why don't you go ahead and get the start, Rob? Hey, uh, I have to say I'm a giant goofball myself. I I grew up in uh, the Monmouth County area of New Jersey. I am a New Jersey Giants fan, not Jersey Giants. This man knows pork rolls and cheese. Yeah, not just uh, a New York Giants fan, but I get a pork roll and cheese. I uh, every salt pepper ketchup. <laughs> Pepper ketchup hot sauce. Just saying. <laughs> but there's other people in Jersey that go around and they might call it tail of hand, but let's not go down the route. No, 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 no. Pork roll. Pork roll. Pork roll. Drew, tell me about yourself. Yeah, so obviously I'm Drew. I've uh, been also uh, born and raised in the Mama County area as well. Uh, now down here in Tampa Bay, enjoying the summer uh, season that we have that pretty much lasts all year. The beautiful beaches there. Uh, been a little rough being a Giants fan living in Bucks country here the last couple of years since they got Brady, but got to obviously stick with the team and been through some rough years before with the Dave Brown years and all. So I'm sticking through for the good times and the bad there. I mean, you also had a Rutgers head coach over there, so it wasn't that bad that long ago. But mm. yeah, yeah, Bucks fans forget how bad they were just a couple of years ago. But yeah. in all fairness, we're playing like the Bucks have lately. So. Yeah. So why don't we go in a little bit about our kind of our thoughts on some of the uh, the Giants fandom overall? Um, you know, obviously, uh, people are kind of curious as far as how much we actually know and what we think of the team overall, uh, since this is their first uh, hello to us there. So, so why don't we start these questions off here, Rob? Uh, what's your favorite Giants player of all time? Of all time, Eli. You want us to two rings? Like how much? Do you want out of uh, our favorite quarterback, Phil Phil Sims? Like oh, he got us one, but yeah, he got us one. Did he get yep. two? Eli, that guy that automatically runs up to the line and is like, "Okay, let's go." Is that not the guy you want to win you more rings? Listen, if I got to pick one quarterback ever in Giants history, I am picking Eli without a second thought whatsoever. You know, um, longevity, staying healthy for all those years, being probably the most one of the most clutch players ever in NFL postseason history. You know, beating Brady twice, but 
you know, people forget too. Those kind of mediocre teams that he beat Brady with at that point. It wasn't like he had great teams to beat him with. Um, he but was the eighteen and one season. Let's talk about the eighteen and one season with the Giants. <laughs> with the Giants, they had no right being in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, let's For those who don't realize, because that are listening here, we're doing the the, the David Tyree catching the helmet here. Uh, um, there's there's there is no reason why the Giants should have been in that playoff season. Uh, we totally wasted that man's career to a certain degree. I mean, as good as he was in the, the second half of that career to not have a good team around him, a good line ever, um, you know, it was just a travesty. But, you know, if I got to pick favorite, if I got to pick, pick favorite giant of all time, though, I'm going with the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Lawrence Taylor. The man literally changed the way. And keep in mind, he did not do it with any kind of performance enhancers, just recreational drugs. So, (laughs) you know, but that man was a beast. I mean, when you face the Giants, you literally were afraid that he was going to do you what he did to Joe Theismann. Him. did his career. uh, 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 Oderson, too, as well. Like, yeah, they were a nasty duo. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he had great players around him as well. Carl Banks, you know, obviously was one of the one of the greatest of that generation as well. But you know, in the end, you had to stop LT. LT, LT, probably the closest modern day player you have to him is Aaron Donald, where you have to literally scheme for him, and he's changed the game. You know, when Aaron Donald came in. Defensive tackles were run stoppers. That's what they were. And then all of a sudden, yeah. Aaron Donald comes in. It's like, wait a minute, we can pass rush up the middle? You know, it was kind of like a better version of Adamica Sue because when Sue came out, remember, that was like, whoa, a pass rush up the middle. But Donald took that to another level. But when LT was playing, there was not even a close second to who was the second best player on defense in that league. You know, and to this day, he's still considered the best ever to ever play defense, let alone play edge. Yeah. So I got to give it. To, I got to give it to, to LT there at that point. So you know, he's he's my favorite of all time. And I, honestly, I, I, unless we get the greatest offensive player of all time, I don't see that changing anytime soon. But I would love for us to get the greatest offensive player of all time. Hey, I got his autograph in my room. Just there we go. So. Who is your least favorite giant player of all time, though? Uh, that's a dirty question. That's a very, very dirty question. Want me to give you? Want me to give you mine and see if that helps you? If we're going to talk current times, <laughs> we're going to talk current times. It doesn't mean current, even just the least favorite I'm, player to I'm ever win. Current times. Football. We're talking. We're we're going to go into the twenty-two season. Slayton. I have to say. Oh, you got that kind of animosity towards Slayton, huh? Dude, he is a, he's a fan favorite. He puts out on yards. But Who's Slayton? Oh, the fans hate Slayton. Fans also love Slayton, too. When he catches the ball. <laughs> problem is, he's got too, many, too, too many drops. They all hate him right now. You know, His problem is, should he make the team? Should he not have to make the team? He probably oh, he's in the boat. He he's in the boat. He's insane, asshole. That's what he is. He shouldn't make the team. 
I'll give you this. He shouldn't be there. He shouldn't be there. I, Listen, uh, he's a he's what a fifth round draft pick. No, but here's you. if you told me when we drafted Slayton that this guy would put up five six hundred yards a season as a fifth round draft pick, I would say sign me up. I blame the previous you know regime overall. Uh, for both putting him in basically that kind of position, he you never should have counted on this guy to be a top receiver. He's not a top receiver. That's why he went. In the I fifth judge, round. judge, judge, judge. I judge, judge, for making terrible calls. Like it's flat. Like he, but it's not just judge though. It's overall everybody. So if you remember his rookie year, everybody got these high expectations because he had a great rookie year. But he had the great rookie year because we didn't have a receiver. Somebody had to catch the say, ball. Where your wide one is Sterling Shepard. And that's not a great look. Healthy. So all of a sudden, Darius Slayton. a great look. As a rookie, your wide receiver won. And yeah. you can't count on a guy who's a fifth-round draft pick to be that guy. So no. the thing is, he's not a bad depth piece. But he's not the guy he's you want to count He's a great wide four, wide five. Yeah. But see, that's what I'm saying. That's what that's he should it. be. So that's it. I'll, I'll tell you, though. My least favorite. And it's another Eli. Eli Apple. Eli Apple. Dude, that man, not go only to the was Saints. He, Go to the Saints. Go to the Saints. Save that man. Not only did he, did, did he play horribly for us and have distractions, whether it be his mother causing issues left and right with fans and everything, but he goes to the Saints isn't that good there? Goes to the Bengals. Isn't that good there? And when he goes to the Bengals, he talks trash about the Giants and their fans. So he's my number one least favorite overall. You know, if, if, if there's an injury update coming out of Cincinnati at the season and he's on it, I'm not going to shed a tear. I'm not going to shed a tear. Touche. I might. I, I have to might do a little dance to make sure. Uh... <laughs> what kind of dance is that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're gonna make everybody go on YouTube and see what is he doing? Uh... <laughs> oh, he's doing the Eli Apple dance. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the biggest question everybody loves to talk about. I should not say not just this offseason, but the offseason prior as well, is, is Daniel Jones the guy, and will he be our QB next year? I have a love-hate interest in this. I am going to boldly say he is our guy. He is going to be there. He is the guy that's going to throw us 25 yards plus. He's going to be the guy that's going to be the number one in the, the the long deep ball, he's going to be our guy that's going to be handing off the ball to Daniel Jones. He's going to be our guy that's going to throw it off to Daniel Jones. There I go. I'm on a ramrod. Like, <laughs> DJ, DJ is our ball, and he is going to pick it up this year. By God, you, if he doesn't, I'm going to eat my underwear. Did you have a Red Bull? <laughs> It gives me wings. Rebel. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think he really is an interesting player this season overall because I think we're going to find out was his issues 
him and the limitations he has, or were his issues Garrett and that offense the last couple I of mean, years? I 100% think it was good. I think we are going to find out, minus my rant, I think we're going to find out what this guy could prove. He already proves he could throw the most completions over 25 yards. He already yeah, did it in the NFL. Great. He already did it in the NFL. I think DJ is going to come out of his shell and he's going to look good. Listen, I, I, don't, I'm, I, don't know, I don't know if he's going to look great. He's going to look good. I don't think he's going to be another Josh Allen. But damn, that dude's going to be a top quarterback. Like he, He's not going to be a top top He's he's going to be a top fifteen quarterback. So you think he's a he's going to be above average? Would you say top ten? How, how high are you going? You going top ten? Top ten. I'm going to say like shit. If they're going to do what they're going to do with this offense, he's top ten. Okay. See, I'm, I'm at the he's unknown. Not top, he's not a top five. He's a top ten. I, I'm at the unknown. I mean, honestly, nothing could surprise me with them. He could bomb completely, and I could see Tyrod Taylor taking over before the season's over. He could be mediocre again, ride it out, and we're drafting a new quarterback next year. He could be all of a sudden an above-average quarterback, and then we're posing the question next year, is he our guy, is he not all over again for the third year in a row? Or he can completely ball out, and we go, wow, Garrett and Judge really did mess this guy up. None of those scenarios would shock me. I I have a feeling um, it's your lighter. It is, uh, hey, where are we are with this guy? Like, it, should we sign him? Should we not sign him? Or where are we are with this guy? And then we sign him. You know, I mean, there part we, of the problem is if he's a mediocre player, we got to re-sign him. So are we going to franchise him? Are we going to give him a big deal? And and, and I don't want to be put in that scenario. Kind of like if you remember, you know, two seasons ago, it was just last offseason, I guess, with the uh, the Jets where they weren't sure what to do with, with Darnold at that point. Is he our Darnold? I mean, so 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 if you gotta if you gotta put your money on it, is he on the squad next year? Is he a starting quarterback next year? I think so. I think okay. he. Uh, I think what he does with our offense prior to this season has he hasn't been bad. I'm not See, I'm gonna say I'm not gonna say he's been good, but I'm gonna say he hasn't been bad, and he's. I'm going to say he stepped up to the plate. And See, I'm going to say the reverse. I'm gonna say he's not going to do it. He's not going to be our QB next year. We're going to draft a QB, I think. And I right. really hope I'm wrong, and I'd be, be very glad to be wrong. I'm, I'm definitely rooting for the guy. He's a great guy. He does all the work you want a quarterback to do. He's the first one in, the last one to leave. You know, he's he is a leader. He's got all that stuff. I just don't we're, think we're, he can We're going to bet this now. We're going to bet this now. Bet? Okay. Yeah. You you owe me IPA next year. I owe you IPA. <laughs> you owe me IPA when uh, uh when Danny Dimes throws uh, you know. You 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 can go IPA. I'm going whiskey. All right, fine. You <laughs> <laughs> go whiskey. All right. So, you know, the second most polarizing player, obviously, would be his uh, you know, his buddy there, Saquon. So, 
will Saquon be on the team next year? I mean, I'm going to say no. I, I, I personally want Barkley to be there. Giants, their franchise, they're, they don't like to pay at the end of the day. Like, we got this great player. Get rid of him. Let's see what we get on trade block. That like that's our mo. So, so do you think we're gonna trade him? I mean, because I mean, we have had a lot of players go that we didn't trade. Just to, we go ahead and get the comp pick when they leave. So, I mean, do you think we're gonna trade him mid season where he won't even last the whole season? Or I think he goes the whole season and he just goes. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. See, he's another one that I again I can see any of the scenarios except for one. I do not see assigning him to a huge deal. I don't no, see that. One hundred percent, I do not, and it's hard. It's hard for me to say. As much as I want to see Danny Dimes, Saints, Scott Barkley, Tony Galladay, and all these guys just run down the field, I just don't see it. I don't see it next year. Like I see it this year, they make names. That's it. See, I, I think, like I said, I think Jones. I'll say 60-40, like 60% he's not on, the, on there next year. But I think Saquon, um, I, I would say 30% chance he's on the squad next year. I think the only way he's on the squad next year is if he really has an amazing year. And because of the fan response to him and everything, because everybody likes the guy, that they're going to franchise him and see what happens next year. That's the only way I see us keeping him. We're not going to sign it long term because Joe Shane so- is not to do that. So if he learns to run up the hole, that might be one thing. But if he runs the way he runs, he's not going to be our franchise. Like, if he has, if he has, let's say a thousand yard rushing and five hundred yards receiving, as a fifteen hundred, which is still not his best season. Keep in mind, he's had close two thousand was his freshman year. Saying so is, if he, that's before the injuries. We don't, we don't know still of Saquon, Saquon like he was. So. If, but if he has a thousand yard rushing and five hundred yards receiving as a fifteen hundred yard season, basically, that's still an elite talent. Not a Hall of Fame talent like it was the rookie year for him, but it's still an elite talent. You're right. So I can Why? see us going. Let's franchise him because we have tons of cap space next year, and see what he does the following year, and just push the decision off. And if he does good, you know what we do again. We can franchise him a second time. We have the ability to do it twice. So I think as long as he's productive and he's elite, I think we'll probably lean that direction. But I honestly, I'm not sure he's elite anymore. Our problem is, is he elite? That's, That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think he is, is he anymore. Elite? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And if he, he, produce, if he yeah. doesn't produce this year, guess what? He's you know, gone. Like, every, you see what you want by him. Like, oh, let's do this that. The Giants still have to spend money. They would rather draft another running back than so that's spend smart. the money. That's smart. You you don't. Hey, say, say, like, listen, I'm not you arguing that it's a bad. So you draft them in the second overall. You don't do the things that the previous administration did there. I'm not. I'm not arguing that it's a bad case. I'm just saying that's the Giants' mo. Does it produce? Yeah. He's gone. It's fine. Like. This is what you're supposed to do as a, a Giants running back? You don't produce it? Guess what? You're gone. That's yeah. what they're going to do to you. Like, I mean, 
I to Saquon's me, in, gone. In, Saquon's gone. My, I'm sorry. Like as yeah. much as I like, even if he has a good year this year, I'm going to go out in a hard. Uh, I'm going to go out in a hard guess and say, guess what? Barkley's not going to be out on Giants next year. I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. Dude's a hard runner. Are the Giants going to pay him? If, I listen, doubt. I, can, again, I doubt. He has a great year. I can see him being franchise tagged. Otherwise, I don't see listen, him on, on the team next year. If he's a top three running back, he's going to get paid. Otherwise, yeah. I just my he's, my big he's not a giant. He's not a giant next year. Uh, he's not a giant. My big hope is they don't. If he doesn't have a, if he has a monster year, I don't want to sign him long term. I don't care how great a year he can have twenty five hundred no. yards. I don't want to sign him long term. A three year is the max you had uh, sign that guy. I, even even that I don't want to do it because he's he's been unhealthy and look at every single team that's gone ahead and signed long term a player like that they've regretted it. Look at the Panthers yeah. with McCaffrey who can't stay healthy. Look at the, the Cowboys who had to lose some of their players this off season because they couldn't afford them because they paid Zeke so much. You know, I mean, it's just that's I mean, no McCaffrey running backs. You can go and draft a running back. A running back sometimes is a, it can be a system thing where if you have the right offensive line and you have the right scheme, you can get a run game going. You know, look how many years and years some of these guys that have just switched in and out players and done it. You know, look at the Broncos of old, you know, post-TD uh, post days. You know, they had a 1,000-yard rush for every single season because they had a system, they had a scheme, and they had a line. So, you know, and you see all the time, every single year, these guys come out of nowhere in the 1,000-yard rushers because they fit the scheme, they had the line. So, like I said, I don't see Saquon yeah. being on, on the team personally myself next year. Now, as much as I love the guy, I'm glad I did not buy his jersey because at the end of the day, he's going to be in the Raiders. He's going to be in the Dolphins. He's going to be somewhere that needs to run back. And as much as I love what he can produce, he's not there. He's not, he's not for us. So heart, but embrace my heart. So, who do you think is our best player? I think our best player is a hidden nugget who is out there already being known. The dude raps. He loves being heard in practice. Tony, there's a guy to go to, like. If we can throw the ball to Tony, he looks like a flexible burst kind of guy. Right? Catch the ball. Single-handed. He's already done it in practice. He is our OBJ. guy. He's our OBJ if you want to go OBJ. <laughs> but he's that shy of, you know, catching the ball. He, he moves like he, him. When he does a slant route, he kind of yeah. reminds me to a certain degree of that shiftiness that OBJ had. Remember how many times did you see him get like a 10-yard you know, ten yard catch yeah. on a slant and just take it to the house because he was that much more athletic than everybody else? 100%. Like, this guy's athletic. He is right there with it. And he wants it. So, Tony, to me, is the MVP of the offense. Because if he does what he should do, everything else opens up. Which I yeah. sound like 
I he has a great him. year. Jones has a great year. The offense yeah. has a much better year. You I know, sound like can, a mother gave me like the Cowboys there. Yeah, I sound like a mother gave him like you know, birth and offspring. Pep talk. What? Get a little pep talk. But honestly, like, listen, like the ball does what he's supposed to do. Our offense is going to be fantastic. Listen, Dable's offense is going to run with Tony at that point. If you look, yeah. he um he's actually already had him in camp as a wildcat, even because keep in mind he went in he played the ball. He high school, ball. high school. So Dable's really going to use ball. that kind of range as well. Um, you know, I'm going to go to the opposite side of the ball though for my choices, who I think is our best player, and I really was kind of torn between two guys. So the close second I had was Xavier McKinney, oh. but I'm going to go with I'm going to go with a different guy, and it's a oh, guy who gets yeah. a lot of yes, and a guy gets a lot of slack because of his money, because of his contract he signed with us. Okay, and I can't blame the guy for getting money. Tell get me. paid. Tell me. Get paid. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Show me the money. Show me the money. Leonard Williams. People forget the kind of year he had two years ago where he had ten and a half sacks as a defensive tackle. The guy he's got also bigger nuts. Dude's the, got bigger nuts than we do together. I mean, he's a great uh, as far as a pass rusher up the middle. Even if he doesn't get the sacks every year, he's a guy who disrupts the middle of the of the field like that. He's a great run stopper. He's a great teammate. He's a guy who goes ahead and gives it his all. So I would take a guy like that all day long. Is he overpaid? Oh. Is he overpaid? Probably a little bit overpaid. Yeah. But that's Gettleman's oh. fault for trading him and, and not getting the deal done the first time and having to franchise him. And it's a, it's a whole different thing. I can't blame him on the contract because if any of us got offered that kind of money, we're taking it in a heartbeat. I'm taking it. Fuck yeah, man. And I'm taking a nice beach bus. Yeah. So... You know, I'm not going to blame him on that. I'm going to look purely at the talent. And talent-wise, to me, he is a top five to top ten player at his position. And there's not another person that I can say on our roster is a guarantee that, except our kicker. But I can't name a kicker as the best player on the team. I can't no, do it. No, you can't do it. No. So, yeah, so McKinney, dude, has been nothing but – Lights out in the preseason. Uh, McKinney, uh, that's all I hear about in, in the practice. Like, he could, uh, he could be in the safety spot. He's uh, he's over there in the pass rush. Like, Oh, yeah. He's going to be used all over the field this year. And, and next year, we might be saying him over Williams. But, like I said, I got to give it to Williams just because of what he's done for his career. But. McKinney's going to be all over the place. He's going to actually be the one calling the plays of the defense this year, which is new. Yeah, yeah, um, he, he he totally got the he got the green helmet to a light yeah. up. The, um, you know, and he's actually been working with, um, in the off season, even though he's no longer with the team. He's been working with Logan Ryan too. So Logan Ryan's still actually been mentoring him in the in the off season to kind of give him a heads up on that, you know, that kind of position, uh, and you know how to be a leader like that, which is amazing that a guy that we kind of cut and we literally. Saved nothing by Kevin cutting this guy, yeah. and he's, he's still willing to help out McKinney. So I mean, if that's not a, if that's not a, a, a teammate and a friend, I don't know who is. I mean, McKinney has nothing but talent on his side, and mm-hmm. everyone is talking about how great this guy is. 
I still can't believe he was there when we drafted him a couple years ago. That was that was a yeah. steal. A hundred percent. Like I listened to uh, what, what's been going on and Andrew Day, uh, Thomas. Like that. Of course, everyone's going to listen to this guy. But McKinney, yeah. that dude steals the locker room. Yeah. He's 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 going to be, I think, a great player for a lot of years to come for us. I really do. So, yeah. you know, um, so what would you say if I had to ask you to name a surprise for this year? Like when the season's over, what are we going to look at and go, wow, I can't believe that happened? Uh, what happened? Ugh. I mean, are the Cowboys that good? I doubt it. <laughs> That's my wow. So your surprise this year is you think the Cowboys are going to be a lot worse than we think. I I feel every year the Cowboys are going to be worse. <laughs> we hope that. Say. Hope that. <laughs> Not even hope. I'm confident <laughs> they're going to be worse every year. <laughs> They've only been predicted to win the uh, ball, the NFC East since 1994. Yeah. So I'll say this. My surprise this year is a player, actually. And I think he's going to open up some eyes. As much as you like Tony, and I think Tony, if everything goes right, is our number one. I think Kenny Galladay is going to be our number three by the years up. And I think Wondell Robinson will take over as number two. I agree with that. You got Robinson that has T Rex arms. <laughs> We're gonna have the shortest wide receivers on the field. <laughs> Galladay, I mean, Galladay this is, is a, looking good. But right this now. is a guy who lit up the SEC. Lit up the SEC when he was playing in Kentucky. Who were you worried about stopping last year? It was pretty much guy, that was the offense was Robinson. Is the guy that doesn't fall uh, fall college ball? And I'm telling you right now, he's not gonna just play receiver. You're going to see him out of the backfield sometimes too, which scares me at his at his size because he's only 185 pounds. But he's going to be all over the place. He's going to be in motion everywhere. He's going to get mismatches, and he's going to open up some people's eyes. I think that kind of thought he was a uh, reach when we drafted him this uh, th- this year. But I think he's going to have a great year. I mean, no more. I'm not saying amazing. Like, oh my God, this is like you know Jefferson all over again from a couple years ago. But I see him doing probably. 700, 800 yards and kind of, you know, shocking some people there. So, yeah, the other rookie that everybody wants to talk about, though, is Kayvon Thibodeau, who obviously are our number five. Also, how many sacks will Kayvon Thibodeau have this year? Four and a half. Four and a half. You're going that low, huh? Four and a half. So I'm going to say this. He is a rookie coming to the NFL. I yeah, think he's going to have a great year. But think about what we did last year. How great was our defense? We're in the top 20, top 30%. Like, god awful. You get four and a half sacks. Our defense is going to finish top half. A rookie? He's going to get four and a half sacks. See, I, I, I would say more. I mean, I'll say this. There's a lot of people that think he has – Potential to be a double-digit sack guy, and he definitely does have the talent to do it. But two things. 
rookies tend to have somewhat of a learning curve the first season from the edge position. On top of that, Wings' defense is predicated on getting QB hurries, rushes, not necessarily sacks. You know, if you remember Matt Judon, when he signed with the, the Patriots last offseason, he had a crazy year for the Pats last year. Same player he was with the Ravens. The difference is he was told to go hit the quarterback, whereas the edges and wing system is go disrupt the pass. So it's a little different of a defense. So I'm not expecting him to do that. But I would say I'm going to say about seven. You know, and, and I think him and Ojolari are going to be a nice combo. But I, I think I, I think I want to agree with you. But I'm going to kindly disagree with you because <laughs> I don't think our defense is that good enough. Like, I hate to be a hater. Well, I love to say that our defense is going to be a top five, top five defense, well, but look, we're probably going to be a top 12 defense. We're probably well, going to be. We're going to. So let me let me get to the next question then in that case then since we're kind of already going into it then. So will we have a top 10 defense? And it sounds like you're saying no already to that question. I I don't agree with that. I I would love I would love to be wrong. I don't think so, we're a top 10. I don't think we're a top 10. I think I think our defense <laughs> shits the bed. I don't think they're a terrible defense. I think they're a top twelve. You just figured to shit the bed. I think yeah, I think they're top ten, top. Uh, I think they're top twelve, top uh, fifteen. So, I don't see them breaking the uh, play and saying, "Oh my god, you need to draft the Giants' defense on your fantasy quarterback team." Or no, whatever. fantasy, fantasy aside, I'm not worried about the fantasy as far as yeah. defense. I worry about how many points we give up is my big thing, you know. But when it boils down to it, we have a good defensive line. Uh, obviously, we all know my feelings on Leonard Williams now. I like him a lot. Um, you know, Dexter Lawrence, obviously an above-average player as well. Our edges we have, you know, I think probably the best edge room we've had in years, probably since we've converted back to a 3-4 defense, really. I mean, you got, along with having Thibodeau, we talked about a moment ago, you have Ojolari coming off a rookie season with eight sacks, which is impressive. I mean, he kind of disappeared towards the end of the season, but he had a great rookie year that if you told me last year in the offseason this is the year he's going to have i've been very happy tell me eight sacks yeah done sign me up in heartbeat um and you know behind him you got quincy roche who showed pretty uh you know some glimpse there of being a decent death piece for the edge you got ellerson smith now who basically didn't get much time last year but there's people with some high hopes on him and i'll tell you one thing that's kind of shocked me this offseason is you're hearing good reports on uh oshin zimenez at that point coming off the edge as well and looking pretty good and he's a guy that I think a lot of people forgot about because he kind of disappeared the last couple of years. So if, if he's healthy and he can show something, that's a good edge room. You know, linebackers, you got Blake Martinez coming back. You know, safeties, we already talked about Xavier McKinney. Obviously, Julian Love's pretty good there, too. The issue that I think is going to hold us back is corners. You got Dory Jackson. And besides him, you got hopes and dreams. You know, you got Aaron Robinson, you yeah. hope is good. Rodarius Williams, hope he's good. You know, Darnay Holmes looks great in, in you know, the offseason here, but in the training camp. But he's played a couple of years, hasn't looked that great. Hasn't looked horrible, but hasn't looked that great. You know, we got uh, Flop, we drafted in the third round this year, who 
I think it was a huge reach. I thought it was going to like the fifth round, sixth round. Um, so, you know, I think that there are corners which are important in Wink's defense. And we saw what happened in Baltimore when he didn't have corners is going to hold us back. So I'm thinking we're going to be, I think we'll be a slightly below average to a slightly above average kind of team. Like we're probably going to be somewhere in the 18th to, you know, 13 kind of range at that point, an average yeah, defense. 100% a 15th right defense. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what do you, I mean, do you think we're going to have any pro bowlers this, this year? Who's going to be coming out as an elite player in the pro bowl? Although I hate to say elite with pro bowl considering Everett Ingram got one, but I mean, who do you think is getting the trip this I year mean, to the pro bowl? I mean, I have a feeling there's a couple guys. Andrew Thomas. I mean, Dude saw it. Can't stop him. Yeah. He he was great sophomore year, especially after so many people were like, whoa, what did we do after his rookie year? People thought there was a mistake. Yeah. You know, I think the big thing with him is can he stay healthy? You know, he went down in practice today as she was recording as I read earlier. He went down today again in practice. You know, hopefully his lower body keeps holding so he can have the great career I think he can have. So Andrew Thomas, you got who else you got? I got, uh, uh, I mean, obviously, once again, love dude, Tony. I think Tony. <laughs> you say Tony. I know. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I actually think DJ. You think Daniel Jones could get the Pro Bowl? I think DJ is going to hit the Pro Bowl this year. I don't think he's going to have a phenomenal year. Let's, let's, let's. Oh, you, so you think he'll be the guy that gets in because other people don't want to go, basically? I'm not saying that. Well, you know, every year there's those couple players that don't really deserve to go to the Pro Bowl, but get to play because uh, nobody uh, else wants to go. <laughs> I mean, he might, he might be that guy. <laughs> but I'm saying, right? Tony does well. Barkley does well. You got Gallaudet does well. Dude throws a mile a minute. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not that hard to believe that he could make it to the Pro Bowl. Like, everyone wants to give him shit and say, like, he looks like Eli Manning's dumb brother or Eli Manning's stupid, you know, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, you know, uh, stunt double. Like, he's a good quarterback. There's a reason why the Giants drafted him. Uh, yeah, they Do drafted him. Do we agree him with all of them? The quarterback they wanted. <laughs> what in the first round they couldn't figure out the quarterback they wanted? Like uh, what? They they wanted Justin Herbert. If he didn't go back to school, he'd be a giant right now. Listen, there's a reason why Danny Jones, Danny Dimes, DJ is over his at. Like right. yes, I hear what so you're you saying. Got, so you got Thomas, you got Tony. You got Danny Dimes going. Anybody else you got going to the Pro Bowl off the Giants? Because I'm telling you, so we have three players on our offense alone in the Pro Bowl, and you got you got some high hopes of this offense. That's going to be a good season for us. I have a lot of high hopes. Drew, what about yourself? Who do you got going to the Pro Bowl? So for the Pro Bowl, I have a couple of players that I'm going to go ahead and and give you for it. No one that. You listed, which is the crazy part. 
but I'm going to say Xavier McKinney will get his first Pro Bowl. Probably should have had it last year, to be very frank with you. Um, yeah. I, th- I think Graham Gano, our kicker, will also go to the Pro Bowl. And I think that's it. I think the two. I don't think we're going to be the team that's going to get, you know, four or five guys in the Pro Bowl when you go, wow, this was a great season. I, I, I think we're going to kind of have a, a mediocre team this year, which is fine considering we've been the last couple of years. So um, so let's, let's talk about it now. Since we're doing the intro, Drew, how do we finish this year? I think we're going to finish around 500, give or take a game or two either direction. Um, and I think we really do that not because that we're that much improved. I think part of it is because we just got an easy schedule. I mean, we have a stretch of that schedule. We're going to be playing the Bears, the Lions, the Texans, so, the Jaguars. I, you know, keep in mind we play DC twice still. I mean, well, I mean, we have some really easy games. So I'm right there with you. Like we could easily go 500. We also yeah. could easily win six games. Here, here's my we concern. Could easily, like win five games, and that's it. Like we oh, could. Don't do that we, to me. Don't do that to me. We Keep on again. We said Chicago, Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. Houston. So those are the teams that teams should beat. But Carolina, we have this as year. Well. This year, the Giants. Yeah, Giants is going to be that team that teams should beat. So, and that's the thing. You're right on that. You're right on that. 100 percent yeah yeah you can't take that away like but beating those teams the teams that we should beat and the teams that pretty much anybody that's a pro team should beat is to me a sign that we have improved and we're not that seller dweller kind of team anymore but the thing is at the same point is when we when we hypothetically let's say we go eight nine nine and eight which still sounds weird to say a year later after they did 17 games. We're still not a, actually a 500 team. No. We'll be a 500 team because we are playing horrible teams. We're going to just beat up on the talent. That's kind of like, yeah. you know, it's it's kind of like this, this season to me is going to be kind of like when you have a team like Alabama and they start their season off against, you know, Southeastern Illinois Polytech Christian University, <laughs> you know, like when you see these bigger teams go against these these tiny teams yeah, at that yeah, point, yeah. just to kind of boost their morale. Like this is going to be potentially a morale boosting. I just don't want it to boost so much. Where we go, okay, great, we had a 500 season. Let's roll out the same team again, and let's sign a couple of big guys, and let's call it a day because that's what we tried to do last year. After we had an okay year the first year with Judge, it doesn't work. Draft, yeah. draft, draft, draft. That's how you build a winner. Is he is he gonna breeze in here? Because we need to draft. That's draft. Draft, draft, draft. Row, row. <laughs> <laughs> row, row, row your boat. Oh no, draft oh no. Stream. Drafty, 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 drafty. <laughs> Put up your hoodie because it's cold. Is it cold? You lost your headset now. <laughs> All right. So, what did you? What would you say is the worst positional strength we have on the team? Like, if you had to go, this is the one position that scares me for this season. Tight end. 
So we've made a lot of moves all around the ball. Tight ends. We got uh, we got Bellinger, right? Bellinger, for him, sounds like he's a great defensive great. guy. He's a great blocker. Yeah, he blocks the ball. Is he the guy that's going to go out there and like get you a three and long? No, no. Uh, Bellinger is probably the guy that um, excites me and. Um, See, excite and scare you, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess uh, castrate me as well. <laughs> you said castrate you. Whoa, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, guy. So, you know, what's interesting with the tight ends this year is, to me, that was one of those positions that, because we were so cash broke in the free agency, and we let, you know, obviously Evan Ingram go, which, you know, thank God. Yeah, yeah that was a great move. Let him go. He's already dropping balls in Jacksonville. They already don't like him there. Um, you know, we let Kyle Rudolph go, which, to be honest, I wouldn't have hated keeping him potentially just to have one veteran available. Uh, but we let him go. He's over in Tampa now, um, trying to be the new Gronk since, <laughs> since Gronk retired. Um, you know, we drafted Bellinger in the fourth round. He's a guy who was a blocker mostly in college. There are some people who think he has the tools to catch the ball, but we haven't really seen it. Um, Ricky Seals Jones, we have, who is purely a, a catcher, can't block worth anything. Um, you know, Jordan Akins, who's been a below average guy, but at least got some starting experience and probably the most legitimate starting experience of any of the guys in that room. You know, and besides that, it's just like the the a couple of guys that are all bubble guys. You know, might make the team, might be a practice squad guy. You know, a guy like Chris uh, Myrick. You know, people like that. So. It's one of those positions that we kind of didn't do a lot with because we didn't have the money to do a lot this offseason. So it's, it's – I wouldn't say it scares me because I don't think it's that important a position to do scaring. But it's definitely a position I think we'll be upgrading next next year unless Bellinger really balls out and he's a lot better than people think. And if you look, right. a lot of the top tight ends, they weren't first-round picks. They were so, fourth-round picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like- I get behind you on that. And my thing is, especially with the Giants, they look for that extra tackle. They look for that actual defensive play. They look for that actual block. Hey, they want the that, big one. That's, the that's, double ten, the goal line not, stuff. Yeah, they're not looking for the guy to catch the ball for you. No. They're, and- they're, they're looking for the guy that could block the run. On the bypass on the left, or that's right. what like, is. Hey, that's, that's what he 100% so he is. The position that really scares me, and I, I kind of alluded to it earlier, is still corner. Like I said, you got a Dory Jackson who is a legitimate corner in this league. He looked better than Bradbury did last season, but he was also, you know, guarding teams number twos, not their number ones. So I'm a little skeptical on that part. Um, but again, besides that, you got. Basically, guys that are going to their second season, they haven't played much. You got a rookie who got drafted way too early, in my opinion. You know, you got hopes and dreams. And Adoree gets yeah. hurt every year. Every year. You might as well book it. So when Adoree Jackson gets sure. hurt this year, when Adoree Jackson gets hurt this year, and we're putting out, you know, Aaron Robinson now is our number one potentially, having to go against a team's number one receiver. When the guy started two games last year, and you know who's our second guy right. now? Is it Darius Williams? 
Are we trying to put Darnie Holmes on the on, on the boundary now instead of inside the slot where he's better suited because of his size? I mean, that's just a scary thing. When and I don't say if it happens, it's when it happens because that's what Adoree does. He gets hurt. So hopefully not for too long this year, and hopefully I'm, hopefully I'm wrong on that too as well. And he does stay healthy for once. But like I said, history tells you he gets hurt every year and he misses a couple games every year. It's so it wings defense that depends on corners. And looks bad when the corners look bad. That's scary. 100%. So, but on a more positive thing, let's talk about some positions we actually have some strength in. What is a camp battle that you're most looking forward to seeing? Like, what's the position that you're going, okay, we got these couple guys going head-to-head. One of these guys probably get cut. One of these guys probably make it. Or it could even be a, a guy that you're going, okay, is this guy going to start or is this guy going to start? You know? Oh, jeez. That's that. Jeez. That's a question and a half. So, I mean, do you want to sum it up with the offensive line? Do you want to sum it up with the defensive line? Do you want to sum it up with the receiving core? Like, my There's a lot of positions God, like that. There's a lot of positions. Like, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'd say, like, I have to say, this secondary might be the most extraordinary uh, position for the Giants. Now, is it a specific, like, are you talking like corner number two since we got just, just a Dory Jackson? Or are you saying like slot corner? Like, which 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 position within the secondary? I'm just saying overall, because our secondary last year was garbage. Not as, yeah, not as good as it's supposed to be. That was supposed to be our strength last year. And McKinney looked Logan Ryan. Capital G. Bradbury couldn't do man. So, but hey, this that's that's to me that's it's it's an exciting camp battle to watch, especially all the young corners we talked about a minute ago. But at the same point, the thing that excites me most, thing that excites me most about those guys, they're all not going to make it. They know they're not going to make it, but. What they're doing, they're fighting to stay on the team. They're fighting for their job. A lot of those guys, we're going to find them on the uh, 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 special teams. We're going to find those guys. They they could be taking Kurt Warner's former job as a bag boy at the local grocery store. (laughs) Bag it up, bag it up, bag it up. Paper or plastic, please. (laughs) We're in New Jersey. There's no plastic anymore. (laughs) But, I mean, you're wrong. Like, so these these guys, they are in a gut wrench, a slobber knocker of who's going to make the team. I got all slobbernacker. <laughs> you sound like Gettleman there. Don't do it. Don't do it, Gettleman. Don't do it, Gettleman. <laughs> as long as you didn't see Hog Molly. But, you know, ironically enough, as, as, I say, as I say that, the position that I'm actually mostly interested in seeing is interior offensive line and two spots in particular. So um, for those who haven't really kept an eye on the, uh, the, the uh, offseason here, the first day of practice, John Feliciano, who was scheduled to be our starting center, was dehydrated and actually missed a couple practices. When that happened, they had to kind of scramble and see how to rework this line since he was the projected starter. What they eventually went to 
was instead of having Shane Lemieux at left guard and having Feliciano at center, they moved Shane Lemieux over to center and they moved Joshua Zuda, the uh, third round draft pick from North Carolina, over to be the left guard. And a lot of people that were there in person at the, uh, the training camp there really thought that was a good mix. Now, Feliciano is on a one-year deal. He's a guy who the Bills, if you remember, last year, last year actually benched him. So yeah, I see, But I can see us going, you know what? Shane Lemieux is going to his third year. He really didn't play last year at all, so it's kind of like his second year, even though it's his third. We got a rookie we could start at guard and have a really young guy go at center and give the young guys a chance, which honestly, considering what this year is for us, a retool, a rebuild year, whatever you want to call it, yeah. I'm fine with Feliciano sitting on the bench because I don't, I don't see him as a long-term giant. So I'm curious to see that if these young guys go, and besides the, the, the starters, I think it's going to be a battle for the reserve positions there. You know, you got Max Garcia, who's got a lot of starting experience in the league. Um, you got um, Bredesen, who we tr- traded for last year and gave up a fourth-round pick to get him, which I still don't understand that desperation move. But, you know, we, we have some guys, you know, like Nick Gates. Does he come back this year from injury? And if he if he does, is he now the starter at center again? Or does he start at guard? I mean, there is so many movements here. So we already know who the tackles are going to be, assuming they're all healthy, which knock on wood, they will be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got the left tackle of Thomas, you got the right tackle of Neil, you got the right guard of Glowinski, who's I think I think would be a great pickup for us. You got those two positions left, and there's some movement that really can go there. And then you got those interior reserves, and there's some movement that can go there. So I'm curious to see that because for once we have a spot on the offensive line where there's depth. And when's the last time we could say that? It's been years? Some, it's been some years. 20, so, 20 years? Anything else you want, to, you, you want to talk about as far as that? I think that's where it goes. I mean, okay. uh, if you guys want to talk fans football, we're, oh, we'll dive into a little bit of that. And if you guys want to talk some Sports betting, Drew uh, just put his mortgage up on uh, uh, on the block for a sports betting. So oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll tell you all about sports bets. I'll, I'll, I'll give you my false information. <laughs> Try to give you a divorce real quick. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you my false information about how uh, the Giants and our teams are going to do, but. The false information. <laughs> Trying to sway the sway, sway the bookies there, huh? Yeah, so, we, we will follow up and we'll talk about uh, what we think is going to happen in the NFL. Yeah, Spies the Giants. We're also going to talk about um, future predictions about not only in the NFL sports betting, but also um, that whole fancy. Football stings. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think every week we'll kind of go through some of the stuff as the season progresses with who we think is going to win each game, you know, any particular fantasy picks, especially with the games, obviously, the Giants are involved with. Um, you know, we'll obviously be breaking that down for everybody as things happen there. Um, but I think, yeah, I think that's a, that's a wrap here for us for the, the first episode here. And, 
you know, I really want to thank everybody for coming on and giving a listen to us there. Like I said, do uh, go ahead and hit that uh, that the like subscribe buttons there. Hit the comments there. We want to hear what Down you guys below. sit here and say. Hey, these guys were great. You can sit here and say, hey, these guys stink. You know, we we, we all know, obviously, in New York, New Jersey area, we're, we're not exactly shy with our our opinions yeah. here. So go ahead and do it. You know, be sure to follow us also on social media. Uh, we're going to tell us that Drew was on- terrible and Rob was awesome down in the below. Oh, oh, oh. oh let's do get more positive comments there. You know, people want to leave us comments too on our videos on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Go ahead and leave them there as well, along with obviously YouTube if you're watching us there on there. If not, uh, obviously, we're going to be on all the, the podcast uh, uh, apps there coming up soon. We are in the process of getting approved for a few of them right now as we speak. So, if you're not on the one that you're usually on, we're going to be on there soon. So um, if you want us to get added to another one that you usually like or listen to, feel free to let us know that as well. Uh, but like I said, first step, follow us on all of these social media apps uh, at Two Giant Goofballs. Uh, like I said, like and subscribe us on your favorite podcast app. And again, thank you, everybody, for stopping on by. Rob, appreciate it. It's been a blast, man. Always a pleasure, bro. All right. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to Two Giant Goofballs, a New York Giants podcast. We appreciate your support. If you made it this long, you must have enjoyed it. So I am sure you have followed us on all the social media platforms. Of course, you have subscribed to the show on your favorite app as well and given us a top rating. Right? Right? Right?